Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Infra Penny podcast. In the same week that Boris Johnson's returned to work. Welcome back, Boris. Welcome back, Boris. Uh, Talks are still underway about getting the football season started or completing the football season. And whether they play everything behind closed doors or call things off. That's what do you reckon? I think they should just play it all on FIFA or on Football Manager. No, I, don't. I, think, I think they should complete it because it will create lots of tension otherwise. Lots of arguments about who should be relegated, who should be promoted. It will create too many issues. And imagine if Liverpool don't get to win the Premier League. I know, what a shame that would be. What a shame. That's a serious comment. That it would be a shame. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk more about football in a minute. Okay. I'll explain to you for why. But first, I want to talk about Zoom meetings because um, there's been a lot about businesses and people who are working from home turning to Zoom for their catch-ups and seminars and business-related stuff. But what I've been doing a lot of is Zoom quizzes. We did one last night. Yeah. Have you been doing a lot of Zoom? great fun. Yeah. They're fun. Although I don't feel they have the same pizzazz as a pub quiz for a couple of reasons one it's a bit harder to get drunk just sitting in front of a laptop you feel a bit weird yeah and the other and the other one is you don't have to get drunk at a quiz well there's that yes drink sensibly and all that the other one is there's not really a prize that you're just playing for fun which I guess is you, you need to itself. win, don't you, Mark? I need it's to all win. about I the competition. To, I need something to aim for, some sort of cash prize. Yeah, cash prize money. Yeah, and the other one is I don't know if I've numbered my reasons, but you did uh, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, there's a lot of self marking, so there's a lot of trust involved in these Zoom quizzes. Yeah, we did last night, and it was self marking. We didn't cheat because we thought, what is the point? <laughs> for for a, an online quiz, as you said, with no prize, what is yeah. the point of cheating in that? How sad would we be if we needed to cheat? Where did you come? We came fifth out of 14. Very good. Oh, we came fifth out of less than 14. And not so good, but well done for trying. Thank you. What's your favourite quiz name? Pub quiz. You like team names? Or supper quiz. That's two of my favourite quizzes. <laughs> Don't even get me started on a supper quiz. Like, why do you want to have a quiz where you have to eat and answer questions at the same time? What, you prefer to just eat in silence? You might as well have something to do whilst you eat. <laughs> no, I think you need to focus on a quiz because otherwise you always have someone who's just eat, sitting and eating and not contributing. So you're technically a few team, greedy team members down. Or you've got someone who isn't eating but is doing all the questions and may not know, if, know all the answers and they're just guessing. because everyone. Else so you basically want to go through a whole quiz without eating anything? 
Well, you have your dinner first. A man of your appetite, I'm surprised. Well, you can snack, but as long as you've got one hand free. Fair enough. Your your writing hand. Your writing hand. Um, So that's quizzes. What I would talk about, because some of the Zoom conversations I've had is, um, I've been talking to friends about the stock markets and um, the economy being in tatters and kind of companies in trouble and people worrying about what they should do. Well, you're so joyous with, on this Eve. This their money. Well, no, just, I, I'm going to make this choice for you shortly because I thought a lot of people I don't re- I really understand how stock markets work. And there's a lot of stories yeah. in the press at the moment of people saying why I'm selling out of this and that and why you need to get out, why you need to go for yeah. gold or whatever, which I think highlights a misunderstanding of um, stock markets. Like I know one person I was speaking to said, oh, should I just sell out now and go for gold which obviously wouldn't be a good idea because you'd be cashing in your losses yeah fantastic yeah. Mike. you've got it so, thank you that's the end of a podcast and um, no so i thought but a lot of people don't understand because you say cashing in your losses and people don't really see it as a loss because all they see is a loss so what i thought we'd i'd do is try because you're a financial advisor so you're used to talking to people about money but i'm yeah. gonna try and flip flip it on its head and see if i can come up with a way of explaining investments in a way that I think I'd like to understand it. And you see if okay. you think this would work. Yeah. Because so, we, we were talking about um, football before and the prospect of the Premier League resuming. What if investments were like a football team? So I've come up with a pricey, uh, yeah, an outline of why. Hallelujah. Praise thee. Praise thee. No, you're saying the wrong words. I'm about why a football team is like an investment portfolio. Okay, so I thought we'd talk about that, but also as we go, because we want to keep it casual yeah. and um, interesting. Not that finance isn't interesting. I also want to get your thoughts on uh, your favourite players in the positions I'm going to mention. Okay. I mean, if listeners want to pitch in and add comments or email us or tweet us or Facebook us, they can do that as they're listening when this is released. Great. So, to me, to you, to you, to, me, to you, uh, there are certain positions in a football team that are like your investment portfolio. So, I'm going to start with the goalkeeper, the first name on the team sheets in many ways. Yeah. Um, so, mate, what's the most important thing for a football team, do you think? What's the most important thing for a football team? To score more goals than the other team. So winning. Winning. Yeah? Yeah, forget so, the taking part. It's all about winning. Forget the taking part and the profits and all the money from the fans. Most important is winning games. And so one of the ways is to score, but the other way also you want to stop goals going in. Oh, is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah, yes, I did want Mark. you to say that. <laughs> you want to stop goals going in. So would you say you want to minimise your losses? Oh, I see where you're going here. Yeah, yeah. Reduce your losses. So, yeah. and who does who does that on the pitch? Goalkeeper. A goalkeeper does, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's like your defensive assets, or to me, like your rainy day fund that you need. So, he, your goalkeeper, isn't going to score goals, or some may do goals, but most don't score goals. It's, it's, that's an accepted thing. So don't argue with me. And. Um, so they're not going to get massive, but they are going to stop goals. They, they're like your stability. So they're like your, your, I don't know, your cash in some ways or your 
rainy day fund for emergencies that you have there. Yeah, so okay. You've got cash, yeah. Yeah. What are, are there other sort of sorts of defensive type assets I'm missing out there? Do you think? I think cash is probably the best one to have as your goalie, and your uh, you might want some other defensive assets further up the pitch. But I'd go for cash as your your goalie. Good thinking. Okay. And how, is there a recommendation for how much you think your rainy day fund should be? Yeah, we, no, we would normally recommend clients to have three to six months worth of expenditure as their emergency fund, as we call it. So that's like your, whatever you're spending on shopping and your mortgage and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all your, whatever your expenditure is, make sure you can cover three to six months worth of it from your savings. Who is your favourite ever, goal, ever goalkeeper? My favourite goalie has got to be safe hands, David Seaman. Nice. Yeah, I'd agree with David Seaman. But I also like um, that Colombian goalkeeper who did the scorpion kick against England at Rene Rene Higuita. Yeah. yeah, You like him or just that kick? Just that kick, I think. Well, you like sort of the wacky keepers who are memorable, like Schmeichel. Groppola with the wobbly uh, jelly legs. Wobbly legs, yeah. But for me, David Seaman, for his, uh, he was just, he was the number one when I was growing up and for Arsenal and for England. And he was always consistent. So if you think about recent years, the England number one has always been in and out of the team, making silly mistakes and they've had to chop and change it. But he was the number one for a good period of time. And he made some incredible saves. Yeah. Always remember that one against, was it Sheffield United where he got the ball from behind him? Yeah, in the cup semi-final. That was brilliant. Can you imagine that with VAR nowadays? And the, well, obviously, it didn't cross the line, but there'd be a lot of shouting and a lot of stoppages to actually see. Yeah. Know, general, yeah. Didn't need it, did you? Just didn't need seamen. Just need a seaman. So that's our goalkeeper. Okay. Okay. So as well as a goalkeeper, because you can't just reply, reply, rely on one person or one asset to to stop the goals. Or we're to, not a one-man team, are we? We're not, you can't be a one-man team in your football team or your investment portfolio. So your defenders, they're also important to stop goals and they can also help with the attack. With the attack. Sorry, I squeaked there. With the attack. So if they <laughs> defend, defend too much and you may stop goals coming in, but you also may reduce your losses. So to me, this is to risk. You. To me, to you. So that is risk. That's what the risk aspect of an investment portfolio so if you're too if you don't take enough risks you won't get any returns or goals but if you take too many risks like if your defenders are going too far forward they could get caught on the counter-attack so if you're all your sort of investments or your funds are too aggressive and in too much too kind of if they're backing risky shares and companies they could end up with a loss Okay, so you could say that if you play too defensive, so if all your assets are basically in cash, yeah, then you are inviting pressure on yourself, nice. and at some point you're going to concede. Inflation is going to erode the value of your assets, and that's yeah. going to be conceding a goal. So, yes. But at the same time, if you go all-out attack and you leave yourself no defence, you are going yeah. to let in a goal. Yeah. And I'd probably add to that one the argument, because I, I don't necessarily agree with that one. I'm going along with the analogy. So I'd probably say with that one that given time, 
if you're going all out attack, you should be over the long runs outscoring the other team. So I think in a football analogy, it's right because you've only got 90 minutes. But in the terms of general investing, if you're investing over your lifetime, if you're just attacking, 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 you will have ups and downs, but in the long run, you will be up. Interesting. Okay. It's fine. Is that interesting, okay, as in that's not interesting and it's not okay? Or is that, yeah, okay, that's a valid argument? That's my um, British thing where, you know, people say things, but they really mean something else. Yeah. So what do you really mean? Come on. I've known you long enough. I mean, I can't believe you don't agree with my point of view. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But that's fine. I respect your right to be wrong. Um, <laughs> I say we need to talk about our favourite defenders. Now, can we? is it worth trying to not always talk about Arsenal players or is it just ha- so happens that all your favourite players are going to be Arsenal players? Um, you're asking me who my favourite yeah. Arsenal player is. Your favorite or my favourite defender, but he could be yeah. from any team. Yeah. Well, Arsenal favourite defender has got to be uh, Tony Adams. Yeah. Just sort of a... A beast of a man, yeah. Commanded the the defence, no nonsense. Could tackle, could pass, could play. But my favourite thing about him was just his leadership. He just organised everything. You didn't yeah. want to mess with him because he was in charge. Um, he, uh, it, well, here, yeah. he um, recorded a video message for my brother's tag team. Did he? Fantastic. It's very kind of me. I just Instagrammed him and he did it. He got That's my nice. um, his fiance. He got my sister in law's name wrong, but. That's fine. That wasn't the worst aspect of a wedding. Very um, awesome. Because you can nowadays pay for people such as Tony Adams. There's actually a, a business, I think it's called Cameo, if you want to go on their website, where you can exactly. pay celebrities to record messages for you. Hey, well, I didn't yeah. pay a penny. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. In for a penny. In for, we're all about the money savings. So if you don't want to pay, get these people on social media and try and um, abuse their generosity. Very good. What about That's your awesome. favourite non... Well, your favourite defender. That's been non. Well, I, I'm doing it... I think I'm not just doing it by skill. I'm going to do it by uh, how memorable they were. Personality. Okay. I'm going to go for Julian Dix. Because he, he didn't mind <laughs> okay. giving a kick. I mean, I think had... you've got to get in touch with Julian Dix after this podcast because I don't think anyone's had him as their all-time <laughs> defender before. So go for it. Why okay. is he your favourite? Okay. Based on how memorable he is because he didn't really defend as you should defend, did he? He was very much about... He's very aggressive. He's probably the type of defender who would cause you losses. But I think you sort of remember him. Okay, do fair enough. Him? Yeah, I do. Re- I do remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Just never heard him called a top, top, def- the top defender. And if you are listening to this, Julian, of course you're a fantastic <laughs> player. Maybe he's not the top one. I think he's one of the most memorable of our era when we were boys. I tell you what, one boys. of my favourite defenders of recent times is actually John Terry. Do you reckon? Yeah, not as a person, because he seems a yeah. bit a bit of a... Uh, I wouldn't like to come across him in a dark alley, but yeah. he's just put his body on the line for the team, uh, and yeah. I respect that. Well done, John Terry. So we've done our... Um, we've got our goalkeepers, our defensive assets, our uh, defenders, which is risk, in my, in my view. So a midfield... The next position is midfielders, who, to me... To you. We can stop that now. It's the stop saying never... to me. I'll stop yeah. saying to you. So, I mean, this is based on the old-fashioned box-to-box midfielders, really, which you don't get these days, in my opinion. But um, 
as a midfielder is supposed to be the balance between defence and attack. And they need to be able to track back and also go forwards, which to me is similar to diversification. Because you don't want to be, you don't want everyone tracking forward at the same time or everyone tracking back. You need people doing different things in your portfolio, same as you want people doing different things on your pitch. And sometimes they could be your, as a team, or your midfielders could be playing well. And then in the first half, and then in the second, they may not, because it's a game of two halves. I didn't work that analogy out as well as I thought I could. It's a game of two halves. It's a funny old game. Yeah. Jumpers for goalposts, 4 4 2. Yeah. I mean, you don't really get these sorts of midfielders anymore, because you don't really have a midfield anymore, do you? Don't you? Well, I mean, I what team have you been watching? I'm just thinking about Arsenal, I think. Yeah, you're right. We haven't got a midfield. Yeah. What do you reckon? So midfielders, diversification, so, they diversify yeah. your team, your yeah. strategy. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 I see where you're going there, that you need to have in your team. I, I agree that a diversified portfolio is very important. Um, it's paramount. And you could say, yeah, your midfield has to be the diversification. It could be in the midfield. You could have a defensive midfielder, an attacking midfielder. You could have a flair player. You could have a sort of uh, no-nonsense player. So, yeah, diversification is important because if you have all your eggs in one basket, well, we know what happens there, don't we, if you drop that basket. So different. Well, there you go. So different asset classes will perform well at different times and therefore in your portfolio you need to make sure you have those different asset classes. Okay. I think I'm going to guess your favourite midfielder now. Go on. I'm going to go. I think you're going to say Patrick Vieira. I wasn't. No. no. Why is he yours? I say mine first. Yeah. Patrick Vieira, because I think he is <laughs> he is a classic midfielder. Going, he can take it from defence into attack, and he di- distributes the ball around the pitch, which I think is important. You don't you don't see players like that nowadays. Over to you. What you're growing you a moustache. No, it's just I haven't had time to shave it. Thanks for looking. That's okay. <laughs> You're in a shirt as well. So are you. This isn't, this isn't really a shirt today. Hey. This is a polo shirt today. Long okay. sleeve polo shirt. I have been wearing shirts every day because I do Zoom meetings with clients. And I think it's I nice see. to be in a shirt. But I didn't today. I didn't have any client-facing meetings today. So I thought, I'm going to dress down, put a long sleeve polo shirt on, live on the edge. I find I'm more... Professional, I concentrate. I focus more if I'm in a shirt. If I'm smarter, do you really? Because I recall yeah. one of our first podcasts was about what to wear for work. Uh, I can't remember if that's what you said at that point in time. We need to we need to go back to that and see if you've changed your your tune since then. Life is full of contradictions, but I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Yeah, or are you? I'm not sure, but I'm gonna. Or am I? If anyone else wants to listen? Yeah. Um, so, what was the question? My favourite midfielder. Yeah. Um, my favourite, uh, annoyingly, it is Arsenal players. Uh, my favourite midfielder, and you're going to be surprised at this one, is actually Ray Parler. Oh, yes. The uh, Romford Pele. The Romford Pele. I just used to love watching him because he gave his all every time he played. He wasn't necessarily the best player out there, wasn't necessarily the most skillful or the best tackler. But he was just a good all-round player who gave 100% in everything he did. I just loved it. He just, I thought, well, what more could you ask for a player who's pretty decent and gives it his all? 
My favourite Ray Parler moment was in the FA Cup final against Chelsea when he was making that run and the commentator said, oh, it was only Ray Parler. He kept yeah. running and running and running. And then he went and, and he scored. scored. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's a way to shut the, shut the commentator up. Exactly. But I, and I think as well, if you put, it into, put that Ray Parler one into your analogy about investment portfolios, you, you don't have to have the best fund all the time. You just have to have something that works for you and for what you're trying to achieve. Indeed. Okay. And then there's the final position on the pitch is the striker. And the strikers are key to your, because goals help win games, don't they? And so you've got to shoot to score, but then there's a risk. Shoot to score. Shoot shoot to score. Yeah. Hit the goal. Hit the goals. That's something like that. To me, that's like volatility. You've got to take a risk. And the more risk you take, the higher likelihood that is that you'll get not risk. The more, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Do you want to take a breath? I'll take a breath. So some teams like to play it safe and pass it around the box. And sometimes you'll only score by taking a risk. You may sometimes miss, but hopefully enough of your <laughs> shots will go in. <laughs> I don't know about that. that. Yeah, I think that's a bad one, actually. Is that yeah, not work? That sort of saying, just keep going, just pick whatever you want, uh, have loads of shots. I think maybe your better one is you can't win if you don't score. So you okay. need to attack. You need to have investments that are going to grow and that have a chance of growing. And that yeah. is by putting equities into your portfolio. The nice. only way to, for long-term gain to accumulate and maintain your financial wealth are by equities which will be the goals and the goal scorers in your team. Very nice. That's why you're a financial advisor and I... And you're the man that's good with words. From a small family, <laughs> yeah. Um, right, yes. Favourite striker, go on. Favourite striker. There's only one name on, the, on my lips now. Should we say it together? One, one two, two, three... three. Thierry Henry. It's got to be our all-time top yeah. scorer, and he yeah. was just—he was just so cool, so calm. Yeah. Um, gets the ball, looks towards goal. He just—he could beat ten players and slot it in. He could do an overhead kick. He could do a header, but nothing phased him. And when he scored, yeah. he was just like, "Yeah, I'm good. I know it." Yeah, loved it. I also, loved I also liked Ian Wright. Of course, Wright. Right. Ian Wright, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. loads more. I just thought I was picking one. You are picking one. Yeah. What Maybe about your favourite non-Arsenal striker? Non-Arsenal striker. I like Tony Yeboa. Did you? From Leeds. He scored some good goals. Is it just because he's got that one cracker like from, I don't know, it was the halfway line or something, where it whacked the bar down and Well, that's one I remember, yeah. Yeah, I thought that's the one you're thinking of. <laughs> well, he's got me- memorable goals then. Yeah, memorable yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's strikers you respect that, uh, as an Arsenal fan that always seem to score against Arsenal, like Drogba, yeah, Drogba. Drogba. Yeah. Um, Ryan, not Ryan, well, Giggs doesn't really count as a striker, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, I can't think of any other strikers. Fair I can, enough. but none, none that I think are the best. Okay. No. Okay. So we've got our team there. So we had David Seaman in goal. It's Tony Adams in defence. 
Patrick Vieira or Ray Parler in midfield and Thierry. Well, I mean, if I'm picking a, the team that's going to win out of 11 players, yeah. I'd probably pick Vieira ahead of Parler. But uh, okay. Parler's my favourite. Yeah, okay. So then we need, obviously, your manager on the pitch is sets kind of a team talk and a tactics. And that's like your financial strategy, your sort of plan. Yeah? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do we so want to do, yeah, do I what? Oh, no, carry on. You were going to say something yeah. pertinent. So it's, yeah, it was. So it's all very well having the players on the pitch, but someone's got to be instructing them, guiding them, holding their hands when things go wrong, um, holding their hands when they tr- when they might want to make a mistake. For instance, going back to what you said earlier, when there's a, it was a market temporary decline, suddenly selling everything, your manager's there saying, hang on a minute, lads, we've got 90 minutes here. Don't worry about selling everything. We'll get through this and, and we'll win. When, so that's what you want your financial advisor, your financial planner doing. Things like when legislation changes or tax rules change, that you want the manager or the financial planner being on top of it and saying, All right, new tactics, lads. What's four four two? It's now four three three. Nice. What's your favourite formation? I love a four four two. I'm old school, mate. Yeah. Yeah, we need more four four twos. It's all about what is it now? Like four two three one. Oh, it's just, I mean, I can't, can't do that many numbers in a row. Yeah. <laughs> is it free? Is that too many players? Four, two, three, one. It sounds yeah. like quite a lot. Yeah. Never seems like enough for Arsenal. Uh, and then, um, I think, by the way, I think four, two, three, one is, is the right number of players just to Thank confirm you. that for you. <laughs> See you panicking. Yeah. And do you have a favorite manager? Are you going to say Arsene Wenger? Do you want me to? No, I want you to say whatever you feel. Favorite manager, as, as a f- favorite Arsenal manager, would have to be Arsene Wenger because he was there so long during my heyday and revolutionised the club, and was just fantastic what, what he achieved. Um, m- the manager I respect the most has got to be Sir Alex Ferguson nice. for being a winner for so long. It's unbelievable what he did. I can't see anyone doing that again. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. And then you've got um, the league, the premiership. And that's like your peers. Peers Morgan? No, your peers, P-E-E-R-S. Oh, peers, as in like mushy peas? P-E-E-R-S. Okay, yeah. That's so that's what? That's... that's your school timetable, is it? Physical education followed by religious studies? No. It's like your... P-E-E-N-R-S. P-E-E-R-S. Oh, peers. I mean, that's what I said, isn't it? Yeah, I was just messing with you. Okay. So, and that's like your investment performance. Where you are in the league, your sort of standing, standings. And some years you may be on the top. Sometimes you may be near the bottom. Something about form being temporary, class being permanent. I don't think that works there. Did you not think that one through? Did you get bored by the time you got to <laughs> by the time you got to leagues? Um, I, I would be wary of using the league as uh, to benchmark performance. I think the most important performance benchmark is: Are you on target to achieve your goals? 
So it doesn't really work, I would necessarily say, with a, in a sporting, to compare it to a sporting field, because in a sport, you want to win. You want to be top of the league and you want to win. And yes, you'll always have little things on the way about you want to get better and improve. But really, sport is about winning. Where in terms of your personal finance, you don't need to worry about what other people did. This guy was in this fund and he got that and this guy's got 10 cars. It's about achieving the things you want to achieve and not worrying about others. So I'm disagreeing with you. That's fine. It's fine to disagree. On that one, I agree. I didn't okay. do VM. Did I do the British thing? I don't know. So that's the league. Do you want to talk? What's your favourite league? My favourite league? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, fantastic question. I don't think anyone in the history of sporting journalism has ever said, what's your favourite league? That's I've why obviously I never follow the, sports journalism. I obviously follow the Premier League because yeah. uh, that's, that's where I am. I keep an eye on the National League because my local team, Boreham Wood, are in there. That's about it, really. And now they don't have time for much more football than that. Yeah. What about you? What's your favourite league, Mark? I think the Premier League. Yeah? Yeah. I like having a little look at the BBC Sport, BBC Sport app and seeing where people are, how teams are doing. Um, so that's, that's my um, way of explaining. Invest- Maybe I'll try it with a friend, with your tips as well. A friend who's not as financially savvy as you, and let you know how it goes. But do you, is that a good? Do you think that's a useful way of doing it? Do you think people? Need I think, more I think like that's that? a nice, that's a nice fun way that you could chat to your friends that follow football to get them uh, understanding investments a bit more. So I think that's good. Well done. First, I need to find some friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the reassurance. Is that all we have time for then? I will ask one more question before we go. Because that okay. probably is the, the main part of the, the podcast. How are your, how's your exercise going? It's, um, I'm trying to do things once or twice a week. I do yeah, some so what are you doing? Well, there's a lot of YouTube works, works out. I've got to stop drinking. A lot of YouTube <laughs> workouts that I've been doing. Yeah. They're quite tough. I've been doing a lot of cycling. Yeah, where have you been going? Uh, I cycled with my daughter to about a mile away we cycled about a mile to one of her friend's houses and back i mean i know she Lovely. cycled to your house with my wife the other day yeah i got a surprise i could hear kids talking out the window yeah. look out the window and your wife and daughter are sitting on my front uh front yeah. lawn lovely Doing socially distant distanced play dates yeah lovely yeah that's good are you into cycling at all no i'm no. not i i can i can cycle i haven't done it for years yeah. but I don't think one of my strengths is balance. So I don't feel that confident to cycle in the road. Did your treadmill come? I was telling you about that, wasn't I? Was. Uh, finally, we had a text message this weekend. The weekend just gone. So it's going to be delivered this Friday. So only about six or seven weeks late. So I missed most of uh, the lockdown fitness regime, but yeah. better late than never. And we'll still be using it after lockdown. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll chat again, and who knows? We may be almost out of lockdown by the time we next do a podcast. I'm looking Probably forward not. to it. Yeah. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure as always. It sure has. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Please remember, anything discussed in this programme should not be viewed as financial advice. But if you do need support, please contact me at mark, M-A-R-C, at cavendishcontent.com or visit the Orchard Practice website at www.topfs.co.uk You can also find us on Twitter at InforAPennyPod1 at Mark Schoffman 
and at Josh Gersler. If you'd like to leave us feedback, there's a link in the show notes telling you how to do that. We really appreciate any comments you provide. And do post any financial issues you'd like us to cover. Thank you for being in for a penny. <laughs>